Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everybody. There are just a few environmental announcements that I do want to make, and I want to get started with those. So, for the first one, for you to remember and to mark your calendars with is Take Back Your Time Day, which is held annually on October the 24th and is celebrated both in the US and in Canada. The next environmental holiday is International Day of Climate Action, which is also on October the 24th. And then last but not least is National Prescription Drug Take Back Day. And it's a few days after on October the 26th. For more information, there is a specific website to check out among other ones, but this one is done through Google. And if you want more information, just go to Recover Together dot with google.com forward slash prevention forward slash and fun fact 50% of people who misused prescription painkillers got them from a friend or a family member so if you have a news medication go ahead and remember that date so that you can turn in your prescriptions and then a whole podcast episode about uh, recycling or repurposing Um, and recycling essentially the older medications that you have so that you don't misuse them or give them to others or ingest them, especially if they have expired. Headlines from the Hemispheres is the next segment that I'm going to get into. And there are a few different headlines, of course, that I will cover of Uh, All these will, of course, come from all over the world, and they do. And this is environmental news uh, globally. So I'm going to break it down with the first headline out of Kazakhstan. So save Kazakhstan's shrinking Lake Balkash. And I found that headline on sciencemag.org. It's a great place for uh, so many different science topics, period, and they break it down with articles, either they're locked or unlocked, and depending on if you're a subscriber of their online content, then you can read and uh, just digest a lot of their material. So uh, with Kazakhstan, um, there is one main issue going on, and that's Lake Balkash, and it's one of the largest inland uh, drainless lakes on the planet. It's 35,000 years old, and it holds a lot of weight, especially ecologically, culturally, and historically. Now, many different species and plant matter depend on the lake, such as your fish and birds, for example. And some of the efforts that they, those in Kazakhstan who are overseeing what's happening in with the lake, they have a few different methods that can go a long way in protecting Lake Balkash. 
And one of the first is to get local legislation together regulating uh, industrial exploitation and any laws currently in place must be uh, current enough and enforced and enforceable. The second uh, task is to designate uh, Lake Balkash as a national treasure. Number three is to monitor the lake's health over time and if the water currently in the lake is at a sufficient level to operate and to foster uh, all the animals that live in the, around Lake Balkash and depend on the lake. And then lastly is for the international community to collaborate as law enforcement, policymakers, scientists, businesses, and all over the world, others who can come together to protect this ancient lake. The second headline is out of Brazil, and it talks about this interesting, odd, and not so mysterious island of felines. So people scrambling to help Brazil's island of the cats left starving, starving by pandemic. So HuffPost had the story, and yes, this is out of Brazil at Frutada Island. Maybe uh, local, locals or natives to Brazil most notably will know about Frutada Island, and it's known as the Island of the Cats, and it's about 20 minutes by motorboat outside of the city, um, Mangaratiba. So the locals surely know of it, and they know that uh, there's been a time where a lot of people have been feeding the cats or they looked over the cats and then uh, after a certain time, uh, they've been prevented from, um, you know, visiting the island and the cats have kind of run amok. And ever since the pandemic, it's made it so that essentially people and visitors have stopped going to the island and cats have been left up to their own devices and it's gotten, you know, pretty much uh, wild from there. So roughly 250 cats on the island, they traced their origins back to this couple who were residents of the island, one of the only ones there for about uh, two decades. And this was a long time ago, so about two decades ago, the this couple was the only ones on the island and they had all these cats. And it was only a matter of time before it kind of got out of control um, to the point where there's 250 cats on the island and there's really nothing stopping them from repopulating and that's how the problem really got out of control from these two um, uh, pet owners, this couple, and ever since then, it's kind of gone downhill. So authorities currently, they're looking for ways to stop people from abandoning abandoning um, uh, animals on the island and Congress there in Brazil has passed a law um, recently increasing the penalties for the mistreatment of cats and dogs up to five years in prison. And then lastly is some news out of Singapore when it comes to food delivery uh, consumption uh, and plastic waste. So study reveals severe air pollution drives food delivery consumption and plastic waste. So fizz.org had this article um, phys as in physical work or physics and out of the National University of Singapore uh, was research done by these um, different researchers and they were studying uh, office workers and how likely they are to order fast food. Uh, they found that fast food workers or office workers were more likely to order fast food 
uh, then go out to lunch, uh, which in turn increases things like plastic waste from the food packaging. They focused their efforts uh, from those in China, which is among the world's largest uh, users um, or users um, of online food delivery platforms. They have so many, 350 million registered users. That's more than the population here in the U.S. currently. So an estimated 45 million meal containers are disposed of every single day across China. That's a lot of waste. So with the study, it surveyed different lunch choices of 251 office workers, and they did this over time. And each worker, they surveyed their different lunch choices for 11 work days. And they did this in three different cities in China, Beijing, Shenyang, and another city, um, Xi Yazong. I'm probably mispronouncing it. But it's a larger name. And they did this for a few months between or throughout the months of June, uh, January and June 2018. And uh, they collected over 3,000 photos that were submitted from the office workers themselves. And it enabled the team to quantify how much waste was being generated um, across different lunch choices that the office workers had. So the average dining meal used an estimated 6.6 grams of plastic, uh, such as something like chopstick sleeves or even bottles. And the results of the study in their entirety are published in the journal Nature Human Behavior. This lovely little topic we're going to discuss is about furniture, but not just plain furniture. It's about the furniture that you don't suspect is killing you. Uh, it's about PFAS and ingredients and chemicals and flame retardants in your conventional furniture that should not be there. And Environmental Health News does report on it and it's kind of in length and it's a topic that you know we don't see too many um, news reports about or information you know furniture is the saving grace of a home it kind of makes the home it makes your house into a lovely place to live your castle your your sanctuary and your safe space you make plans you have events around furniture you cook eat sometimes sleep on your furniture whether it be a bed or a couch, and so much happens on furniture, it kind of just goes without saying that we need uh, furniture for, um, you know, many things. And, you know, it could be killing us. And so we need to learn and figure out um, how to uh, buy furniture that's not going to kill us slowly and what is leaking out of our furniture slowly but surely. Um, this probably isn't going to be on any mainstream uh, programs anytime soon because it's such a particular niche kind of subject um, and it kind of gets overlooked. You know, we get up and, 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 and go to work or travel or do whatever we need to do out of the house and then come back. Um, you know, to our spaces, to our apartments, condos, etc., and then, you know, go to sleep, and then that's it. You know, you may get new furniture, old furniture you toss out, but, you know, what is uh, behind the furniture? And so we're going to look at that, and I'll learn a few things along the way, and also some amazing uh, companies 
that have sustainable furniture and they've been around for years, some of them decades, and some of them are international, some of them are, of course, American-made, and I will provide all the information for you a little bit later in the program. So we're going to first start out with, are you sleeping with chemicals? I, I thought that this was a nifty title to sort of grab you, but also get to the point of uh, what is happening when we go to sleep or when we interact in our homes around furniture um, that is, you know, leaking chemicals. And if it's not sustainably made, then it's probably, um, you know, leaching um, different chemicals and things into your body. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So in a new study that was published in Environment International, there were researchers that were examining uh, different rooms within the homes uh, that they looked at. So they looked at uh, rooms that didn't have any intervention in them. These are rooms that were either older buildings with conventional furniture, that's one category. Those that were of a partial intervention, these are rooms that had some furniture made with healthier materials. And then lastly, a full intervention, and this includes rooms that had more recently renovated buildings and furniture that was free from harmful chemicals, so three different categories. So we're going to look at the research data to start. So with the research data, there were uh, different rooms that were across 21 buildings at a, a no-name university uh, across um, the campus. So they looked at office suites, classrooms, common rooms, common areas for students. And the scientists, they were dusting uh, the rooms and, and looking at and deciphering what's in the dust of all these different rooms and any traces for PFAS or the uh, polyfluoroalkyl uh, substances, or sometimes known as per uh, fluoroalkyl uh, substances. So, um, you know, there are other names for them as well, but you can also think of them as flame retardants. Some people know them as those, or polybrominated um, diphenyl ethers, or PBDES, or another word which I've talked about as for as. Um, in past in past podcast episodes of um, organophosphate esters or OPES, so all those different types of names are kind of in the same general category of PFAS. These are all dangerous chemicals. The team they looked at all the different rooms again in 47 are different rooms across the 21 buildings, and they looked at 12 rooms with no intervention. Uh, 28 rooms with a partial intervention, and then seven rooms with a full intervention. So they found at least one kind of PFAS or PBDE or even an OPE in the dust from every room that they sampled. And the contaminants that they found in healthier rooms were um, due to uh, newer chemicals like um, PERF, well they're called PERFs, but perfluorohexonic acid or PFH little xA uh, and these chemicals are slipping through products that have been you know omitted um, that have omitted other substances so these contaminates have seeped into the healthier rooms and there's through no fault of the healthier room that they, they just happen to sometimes seep in 
But the average concentration of PFAS, this is pretty important, is that in, in all the rooms, in any room, no, uh, with no intervention, all the, the concentration of the PFAS with, in rooms that had no intervention was more than four times higher than the average concentration of PFAS in rooms that unto, underwent a full intervention. So lastly, also, is that uh, the researchers, they found that the dust from rooms that were furnished with items free from PFAS and chemical flame retardants that were recently uh, renovated in in different buildings, they had 78% lower levels of PFAS, 65% lower levels of OPE um, S's and, um, or OPEs, and uh, 45% lower levels of PBDEs than rooms in older buildings with older furniture. Uh, Next, I want to briefly talk about the consequences of the types of furniture um, that are around, the the types of furniture that they found in all those university um, buildings in those three different three different types of intervention levels, you know, no intervention when nothing was changed and was old infrastructure to fully, um, uh, fully done uh, intervention uh, where it was the newer type of uh, infrastructure and building material and healthier um, furniture options. Uh, they all differed, but with those um, types of furniture, uh, that we, you know, talked about and all those th- things like common rooms and, and such. Uh, there is a lot to look at with the PFAS or the PBDEs or the OPEs, all those different types of chemicals. They've been linked to so many different health impacts. They've been tied to certain cancers, uh, definitely decreased birth weight, so many things. Thyroid disease, decreased sperm quality, high cholesterol, uh, pregnancy-induced hypertension, asthma, ulcerative colitis, and so many other health impacts too. So there are many different uh, chemicals, of course, to look at and find out and investigate when you're buying and researching which uh, types of furniture to put into your home, put into your space. Uh, maybe you're operating and doing your work out of a school, you know, maybe look at the uh, contaminants and chemicals in your furniture uh, from your workspace. You know, you are interacting with these uh, spaces and in these spaces for long periods of time uh, and you don't want to be exposed to chemicals. You know, who wants to be exposed to chemicals that they don't have to, that they can prevent, you know? So, um, I'm going to look at just how long this has been a problem. I kind of talked about this in another podcast episode, which I'll get to in a bit. But PFAS has been a huge problem since the 1940s. This has been going on for 80 years or so. And it's in so many different things. It's in our soil. It's in our groundwater, which we drink of, eat. Um, We, you know, plant our gardens with. We cook with this water. And so many other things. It's in our blood. It's intrinsically in so many different things. It's even the animal's blood. Other animals' blood. Some of the farthest uh, farthest animals on the planet. It's in their blood. Um, and it's in many uh, things. Any, any uh, uh, conventional, maybe modern product, product that you can think of. 
uh, it's in it, such as uh, nonstick pans and, you know, outdoor clothing and takeout food containers. And to think, takeout food containers, the ones that are styrofoam or of a plastic or any other type of material, there's a double whammy of uh, most times, unless it's banned in your county or region, uh, it's, you know, maybe not going to be compostable or recycled or able to be biodegradable or broken down. And it's going to a landfill, but also it's contaminating you, you know, you're eating off of those uh, food containers, you know, those fork spoons, what have you, and you're getting a double dose. It's, 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 it's doubling down and wreaking havoc on the planet because if it's not compostable, recyclable, biodegradable, then it's wasteful and it's going into a landfill somewhere. And then there's the other side of the contaminants and the chemicals leaching from the containers and from the plasticware into your body. There are other uh, products too, but there's just a short list I just mentioned. And I did do a lot of background on PFAS in my other podcast episode I did called PFAS Author Problem. It's episode 174 from July the 23rd, 2020. In that, I talked about many different uh, components. I talked about some of the uh, brand name uh, companies that have their products, which, you know, shoes, swimwear, uh, brands like Nike, Puma, and Adidas, and swimwear um, brands or companies that happen to have products in swimwear, like Burberry and Disney, they contain PFAS. You know, it's, it's not it's not all right for your little girl to have the swimsuit that also is leaching chemicals into her skin and she doesn't know it. And, you know, all because Disney doesn't want to use a proper pro- protocol when it comes to looking at the uh, corporate responsibility of what's behind their products. Same thing for Nike, Puma and Adidas. You know, we, we've gotten on... Um, the the cases of some of these manufacturers, some of these companies, because of the practices when it comes to labor, for example, um, and then you know them not being closed loop or thinking about the bigger picture with with what happens to their products at the end life cycle. But these companies, you know, they're telling you um, with their practices that they're making and manufacturing products that just don't have a great standard. You know, these products, they have chemicals that leach into your body. And I didn't find this out until, you know, recently when I did the episode, of course, because um, I don't really buy a, a ton of Nike, Puma, Adidas stuff. But when I found out that they have shoes that leach and have PFAS in them, I thought that that was a problem and I had to make a podcast episode about it. I also talked about the uh, sacrifice and the callousness of making products for convenience versus health. And a lot of times when companies want to cut corners, they're going to do so in the quality or their labor, or they're going to find it, uh, the materials somewhat cheaper um, just to make a quick buck. And that's sacrificing the consumer's health. And they're probably not going to disclose that their products are harmful for you. You're just going to find that out later down the line um, when, you know, the furniture that you've been sleeping on for 30, 40 years, um, not the mattress themselves, because you can always replace that, but other parts of it, like the bed frame or just any um, switching out of mattresses over time, if they're not green 
or eco-friendly mattresses, you've been sleeping on something that has been damaging your health and slowly killing you over time. And they're not going to knowingly say that on their packaging or on their website, but that's when it comes to um, the consumer or those who, you know, want to get invested in uh, better products to, you know, do some due diligence and sort of finding and sifting through um, you know, how this product is impacting your health. And that's where this podcast comes in, you know, doing episodes like this, you know, talking about PFAS, but also furniture, because it's really important. It's it's such an important thing, um, whether it's your, you know, wooden, um, you know, armwire or uh, desk or chair or table or bed frame, anything that you can think of that is furniture um, could be possibly uh, leaching chemicals. And then there's the opposite side. This is sustainable, eco-friendly, and better um, product side, which features all types of different products. International brands and countries have been doing this for a long time. And uh, we're going to uh, move to talk about those in a bit. But there's just so much uh, in that uh podcast episode, uh, PFAS are the problem that I covered. I even talked about how stain-resistant materials or clothing and products, they are heavy culprits um, when it comes to uh, PFAS and leaching chemicals. Like It's, it's insane um, the amount of products that have these chemicals in them and we're using them, you know? Uh, stain-resistant clothes, chemicals, it's a, a niche uh, kind of industry because it's really small. Like not everyone's going to, of course, buy those types of products. But I did cover a lot of different tips in the episodes Mother Earth Minutes. So for all those interested in PFAS and a little bit of background on that, be sure to listen to that episode. Uh, next, I want to uh, talk about some of the um, uh, other things, uh, the certifications to look for in green furniture. Um, but before I move to that, I did also talk about in the PFAS of the Problem a podcast episode, the recent technology that's breaking apart PFAS slowly but surely. That was the main part of that podcast episode and the news portion for it. So the certifications to look for in green furniture. It may not be literally green as in the color, but it's green as in its purpose. It's green in its its message and its making. And also in the companies that make the furniture, nine times out of 10, they're known uh, for making sustainable furniture. They're making furniture from um, councils or, or certified uh, places or it's backed by these different seals and certifications. So you can trust that, you know, these companies have been in business for a long time, but they also are certified and know to use eco-friendly foam and fabrics and sustainably uh, made materials that you can trust that will last you for decades uh, and plenty of years to come. So with the certifications, there are so many to cover, so I'll just go slowly and you can maybe write these down or just remember to um, keep this list in your head or just uh, for future reference. So what you want to look for are uh, 1% for the planet uh, members. So it'll say on the site 1% for the planet and this will ensure uh, to you that you can trust that the um, um, uh, one percent of the revenue or, or profits from a different company corporation it's going to different organizations usually environmental ones different causes so they're giving back 
Uh, you also want to look for um, certified B Corporation. So just look for the symbol certified B Corp uh, and it'll be present usually on their website or their products too. Uh, also, you want to look for Certi Pure uh, US. That's a different labeling for foam. And that's pure without an E and it's all capitalized at P-U-R. Next is Eco Institute without the E certified. That's a different uh, certification. Next is FSC certification, and that stands for the Forest Sustainability Council, and that certification there. Fair Trade is another notable certification. Uh, Green America Certified Business is another, and then also Green Guard Certified is one too. Now these next set, one, set of ones are also important as well. There's Global Organic Latex Standard or GOALS, G-O-L-S. Then there's the Global Organic Textile Standard or GOTS, G-O-T-S. There's One Tree Planted. You'll see that on many different sites too. And also um, OECO Tex or O-E-K-O Tex 100. That's a textile standard. And then next is Rainforest Alliance Certification. And then Sustainable Furnishing Council uh, member or council, just the um, certification Sustainable Furnishing Council. And it uh, means that this company corporation is uh, within the group of different retailers, designers, manufacturers who are a group that is committed to making environmentally friendly uh, practices in the furnishing industry. And then the last few ones are um, adhering to the UN Global Compact, which means that they are following the 10 principles related to human rights, fair labor, and environmental responsibility. And then lastly is certification of the USDA Certified Organic Labeling. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. We're going to look at 15 different companies that have amazing furniture styles. They run the gamut. Some of them are abroad and from other countries and some are American made. And I tried to find uh, a great list of uh, so many varying companies and I'll try to get through all of them and I'll go slow and you can write down these different companies. I myself, when I did this episode, uh, I, I made sure to make a special uh, bookmarks folder on uh, my Google Chrome uh, so I could keep track of all these companies and, uh, you know, for perf- personal reference to come back Uh, to that list of um, bookmarks in that folder so that I could in the future buy you know furniture from all these places too so it's great so the first company that uh, I'm going to mention is called Burl and it's like Burl as in like burrowing a hole and uh, it is the best sustainable uh, furniture company for modular seating and it's out of the U.S. And their furniture uses sustainably sourced hardwood and non-toxic fabrics and recyclable packaging materials to keep their footprint low. And their the range of products is uh, very varied uh, when it comes to things. They have accent tables, 
armchairs, leather seating, love seats, ottomans, sectionals, seat tables, shelves, sleepers, and also sofas. And you can check out the website at burrow.com. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com. Number two is Matter. Uh, it's a environmentally friendly uh, Scandinavian furniture company. And they're, they're based out of Hope, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. But, uh, which I'll get to a little bit uh, in a minute, they have their main site and in, in they do most of their I guess work at the US and they have retailers all over and the majority of their eco-friendly collection is made ethically uh, with FSC certified wood, which I mentioned, uh, Forest uh, Stewardship Council wood, or it is Forest Sustainably Council or Forest Sustainable um, uh, Stewardship Council wood. So maybe I got the acronym wrong in the beginning, but anyway, it is the acronym to trust when it comes to wood and finding sustainably sourced wood. And uh, they do so much when it comes to even sourcing locally um, their wood and they have recycled and upcycled waste materials that they use, including car parts in their different designs. So they have a lot uh, going forward uh, with them uh, when it comes to their design and just luxuriousness of some of their products. Their range of products are everything from bar stools and bowl tables, uh, dining chairs and uh, tables, and they also have lounge chairs, lounge tables, rockers, outdoor furniture, and sofas. And you can visit their site at Matter. Uh, USA, that's M-A-T-E-R, USA.com, or also the website 2, as uh, in the number 2, modern.com. And if you go to, um, if you search like I did and just try to find their exact website, because I just love pointing people to the exact uh, manufacturer's website, it will, if you go to their like Denmark website, for example, it'll reroute to their USA site. So that is um, just a site to check out um, in reference to their products. And number three is the citizens, Citizenry. Uh, they make handmade products from all over the world and they, they have them there. So on their site, they have um, so much um, as far as sustainable furniture. They have different eco-friendly handmade products from a wide range of artists and designers from all over the world, including places like um, Chile, uh, Vietnam, Japan, and Portugal. And they provide um, tons of uh, sales uh, for their small batches of limited edition pieces from those same artisans. So the citizenry is committed to fair trade, fair wages, and supporting good working environments, and only works with furniture manufacturers that create ethically made furniture. And also the citizenry invests 10% of the proceeds that goes back into their communities. So the range of products includes everything from chairs, coffee tables, headboards, nightstands, ottomans, poofs, and also stools. And you can visit them on the website www.the-citizenry.com. That's C-I-T-I-Z 
E N R Y. And then number four is plush beds. Now they have uh, different uh, sustainable beds, mattresses, and bedding uh, products, and they're based in the U.S. They were founded in 2008, and they are a company that uses certified organic materials and have a range of certifications going for them, everything including the Rainforest Alliance certification, uh, GOTS, goals. These I covered in the previous segment, my commentary, and also they have the Green Guard certified, the certification as well, among others. They use renewable wood and are a Green America certified business and also a member of the Sustainable Furnishing Council. They have a range of products, including everything from beds, bedding, mattresses, and also toppers. And you can visit their site at www.plushbeds.com. Next is number five, which is Copeland Furniture. They're based in the U.S. And uh, they were founded in the early 1970s in Vermont. And they're still based uh, out of Vermont. And they use sustainably harvest hardwoods from the American Northern Forest, which they uh, gather them from to create that sustainable furniture, which they're known for. They have tons of products. They have bar furniture, beds, benches. They have bookcases. They have computer desks, uh, regular desks. They have uh, dining chairs, dining room tables, dressers, kids furniture, office storage, uh, platform platform beds, uh, seating, uh, side and end tables, and they also have stools. You can visit their site at www.coplandfurniture.com. Next is Sattva. Sattva makes low-waste sustainable mattresses and beds, and their mattresses are key. They're made in the U.S. Sattva, they have all types of different materials that are made um, as their products. Uh, They have organic cotton, which they use, recycled steel, plant-based flame retardants, and they are Certi Pure US certified with their eco-friendly memory foam. They also reduce the carbon footprint by ensuring a direct-to-consumer model, and their range of products includes everything from beds, mattresses, bed frames, and bases, and that's pretty rare, I guess, in a company because a lot of the companies that I look down the list, they don't have bed frames or bases as products that they sell. You can check out their website at Sattva, that's www.sattva.com, S-A-A-T-V-A.com. Number seven is Skagorak. And they um, really delve into Danish elegance. They founded back in 1976. And they are based out of uh, Denmark. And Skakorak is one that has a global audience. They love their sustainable furniture community. They are a member of the UN Global Compact Act. And they are a B Corp. And they are FSC certified. Currently, 71% of their wood is FSC certified, and they are working towards 100% sustainability sourcing with their wood. They are committed to principles such as fair pay, no discrimination, no child labor, and decent working hours for their employees and their partners. 
Their range of products includes armchairs, bar stools, benches, cabinets, deck chairs, desks, outdoor furniture, side tables, sofas, stools, tables, and other wood furniture. You can check out uh, their different sites. They have their Denmark site, which is www.skagerak.dk, or you can go to www.finishdesignshop, that's F-I-N-N-I-S-H, designshop.com. Number eight on our list is Sibley. Sibley is definitely a contemporary style minimalist type of furniture look and they're based out of the U.S. and made in the U.S. They have beautiful types of tables and benches that are harvested from FSC certified wood and they aim to also be the first climate positive furniture company in the world. They are a, a member of 1% for the planet and which of course donates 1% of the re- re- revenue to environmental causes. I talked about it earlier in my commentary that that what ensures that they are a 1% for the planet member. Now, the range of products that they have are uh, a bench, they have a coffee table, dining table, and a desk or a kitchen table for sale. And you can go to Sibley.com. That's S-I-M-B-L-Y.com. That's uh, Sibley. And number nine is Nakari. Nakari is a traditional Finnish uh, company, and they specialize in the craftsmanship of sustainable furniture products uh, out of Southwest Finland. And it's powered. Um, their workshop is powered, and the offices are powered by Hydropower. And they deliver your packages in recyclable packaging. They also treat their sustainable wood with certified natural oil mixes, soaps, and waxes, which is pretty special. Their range of products includes uh, items like the bar chairs, bar stools, benches, cabinets, lounge chairs, ottomans, tables, and also space dividers. You can visit them uh, at their uh, Finnish site, that's N-I-K-A-R-I dot F-I, or go to finishdesignshop.com, spelled just like I mentioned before, F-I-N-N-I-S-H, designshop.com. Number 10 is Messiah & Co., or Messiah & Company. And they are special for the reason of that they plant 100 trees for every product that's sold. So so they are a furniture company that has their eco-friendly furniture handmade in Nicaragua. And it's used from the renewable hardwoods grown from their reforestation project. And they manage over uh, 1,100 acres of trees using sustainable methods. Every time that you buy a product from Asaya & Co., they plant 100 trees. And for 2021, Asaya & Co. expects to plant 250,000 trees as part of their project. Their range of products includes things like armchairs, bar stools, beds, benches, uh, bookshelves, uh, credenzas, um, desks, dining chairs, dressers, lounge chairs, love seats, nightstands, ottomans, rocking chairs, side tables, sofas, and also stools. 
you can check out their uh, different products at a few websites, namely their uh, manufacturing website, masayacompany.com. That's M-A-S-A-Y-A company.com or madetrade.com. Number 11 is Viva Terra. They have a large range of globally sourced furniture and they source the items from different artisans and family-owned businesses all across the globe and it supports the creators individually and their communities uh, and the sustainable methods of which the creators use to make the beautiful items. So their pieces are definitely handcrafted. Some are made with reclaimed or repurposed or recycled materials. Uh, they're made using natural products and also uh, with using responsibly sourced wood. Uh, either it is reclaimed wood or FSC certified wood. And the products range from accent tables, armchairs, benches, chairs, um, coat racks, consoles, cupboards, desks, dining chairs, dining tables, drawers, dressers, nesting tables, lounge chairs, ottomans, outdoor furniture, side tables, sofas, storage boxes, and even wine racks. So to visit their site, just check out www.vivaterra.com. Number 12 is Greenington. They specialize with beautiful bamboo furniture and it's molded from Mosu bamboo, which is a material that's pretty sustainable, eco-friendly, and definitely easy to grow. And all their natural materials are grown out of China where their products are also made and Greenington is committed to paying all their workers and even all the artisans in China a fair living wage. Their products range from accent tables, beds, bookshelves, chairs, coffee tables, dining chairs, tables, drawers, dressers, end tables, media centers, nightstands, sideboards, and also stools. And you can visit the website greenington.com or madetrade.com. Number 13, almost wrapping up here, is Medley. They're handcrafted in California, in the U.S., of course, and they are a family-owned and founded company out of Los Angeles, California. And Medley Furniture, a.k.a. Medley Home, has their American hardwood from USC, uh, FSC, certified hardwoods and the range of products includes everything from accent chairs, accent tables, armchairs, benches, beds, uh, credenzas, dressers, dining chairs, nightstands, ottomans, sectionals, side tables, uh, sleeper sofas, sofa beds, uh, sofas and also stools. And you can visit their website for more at medleyhome.com, medley, M-E-D-L-E-Y. Uh, next is number 14, which is uh, Thuma. And they have one product that is amazing of which they sell. Uh, they have their amazing beds, uh, which are made from responsibly sourced rubber wood from rubber tree plantations close to the factories. 
and Thuma uh, packaging is made from recycled cardboard boxes and they partnered with one tree planted so that each bed sold means another tree is planted and the range of uh, bed sizes includes everything from a twin a full queen king and also california king sizes of their product uh, which is their beds that they sell and you can visit their website for more www.thuma.co that's t-h-u-m-a dot co last but not least is number 15 which is the abc carpet and home brand and they have the largest one of the largest ranges of sustainable products uh, they are a family-owned business with a reputation of sustainably uh, sourced uh, products and they're made from responsibly sourced materials they have products such as beds, bookcases, cabinets, coffee tables, lockers, sectionals, sideboards, sleeper, sofas, uh, regular sofas, and also tables. And the website is www.abchome.com. fact of the day is that Kings Canyon National Park removes mentions of Robert E. Lee from signage for the eponymous tree. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the September-October 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight segment is where I talk about amazing products and services from all types of green companies. They vary and uh, they are so much more than just what they produce. They're the people that make the products, where they come from, just the brand story as some may uh, know about when it comes to how our company operates and when it's trying to voice with its products or services. But I've done tons of different reviews from makeup things or beauty and body care to food and snacks uh, to jewelry and there are just no um, type of company or any type of company that um, I wouldn't uh, cover or try to review if I could and if I haven't reviewed the product that's definitely fine I'll let you know that clearly and then do a product review uh, either in an episode announcement segment or another time in a future podcast episode so uh, I want to bring in another company uh, that we're going to discuss and talk about and give you the rundown on it and as you know i've been doing a number of reviews since february 2019 if you ever have a company that you want me to of course review you can definitely let me know about it and let me know the information or just send me uh, your favorites to try and i will of course uh, try to keep up and check out the company for myself and then do an awesome review to let others know about it uh, there are ways to do that you can of course email me at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com and let me know about it or i do so by a voice message that also works as well via the app uh, or on your desktop again uh, via at uh, anchor.fm uh, that is a site to check out of course 
Uh, so the company that we're going to check out is Aster and Orion. And their mission is to create modern and ethical jewelry that helps build a beautiful and fair future for all people. And uh, their start really came about because we all know that we feel our best when we get up in the morning and we want to start off our day on the good foot. And what we wear is a really great place to start off with when changing the world. It's so powerful to know that what we wear can really send a message. And with their jewelry, they want that to positively impact women. And it does um, because the women make the jewelry themselves. Aster and Orion Jewelry is uh, definitely designed out of Seattle, Washington, and it's made in Thailand. So as far as sustainability goes, definitely Aster uh, and Orion is committed uh, to sustainability uh, via a few different ways, namely uh, their safe materials that they use. Uh, they make jewelry that has materials that are low toxicity and or no, no type of um, toxicity. They have earrings that are made of 70% recycled stainless steel, uh, yet it is light and it can get the job done when it comes to wearing something pretty and it's pretty light um, to wear. They have sustainable designs for their products, whether it's the use of recycled materials or uh, either designing products so that they can be easily recycled. Uh, is a, another huge step that they have and also their ethical manufacturing that goes uh, into uh, believing that it's good to protect the dignity uh, of their uh, workers and of the local environment so they're making sure that their products and the way that they make their products uh, is sustainable. And then lastly, their jewelry certifications from their factories are the I ISO uh, 9001 and the ISO 14001. Their product selection is pretty simple. They have earrings, they have dangle earrings, hoop earrings, studs, and also threader earrings. And they have a few necklaces and they have ethical gifts under $50. Uh, I have not uh, recently bought Aster and Orion. Doesn't mean that I won't. Uh, but there are a few different items that I would definitely love to buy and check out in the future. I love their hoop earrings. I love a good hoop earring. I don't wear tons all the time, but I, I know that it works for my face and my hair and my head shape and everything. And I love that. And so I want to buy some of their hoop earrings. And also their good luck uh, gold charm necklace. Um, my family says that I'm pretty lucky as a person. You know, winning raffles and lottery tickets, scratch-offs, and a number of things, even in giveaways and such. Um, I've won a few in the past year or so. So I figured to increase my good luck and even wear one of their charm necklaces from Astor and Orion. So I definitely have that on my list to buy. Uh, I do love that their designs are pretty... Um, uh, super elegant, really unique designs. A lot of their patterns are intricate and I, I, I see definitely influence of Indian or Asian decorative styles like maybe a Mandela or another type of uh, influence uh, such as that. It's, it's super 
um, designed and uh, really intricate. It's definitely um, great as far as the price too. It, it varies as far as what you could get um, with the different uh, products, but their prices are for, or, or, or do cover a lot of people, I guess what they could afford. So they have items from $30 US dollars to about $150 and they even have their under $50 section, which is great. You know, if you are really hesitant to buy, um, I've mentioned this in a few other podcast episodes too, uh, namely from, you know, different jewelry brands and you're kind of, you know, testing the waters or don't know how it'll be, you know, try something small like a stud earring or maybe a bracelet or something. And if you like that, then even, you know, buy more products or up the cost of the product that you're willing to spend on. Uh, I think that uh, any of their earrings are great for any type of occasion or event, uh, evening event. Uh, I will definitely be uh, planning to give some as gifts as well. The hoop earrings especially, they're super pretty. And all around, I give them five out of five green thumbs up. I can't see anything wrong uh, with their company or what they're doing. Uh, Astor and Orion can be found uh, in their main store, their main website, astorandorion.com. That's A-S-T-O-R and A-N-D, Orion, O-R-I-O-N.com. You can also check out them, again, Astor and Orion. You can check out their social media platforms on Facebook at Astor and Orion. And on Instagram at Astor underscore Orion. They're on Pinterest at Astor plus Orion or and Orion. And also you can check out the uh, co-founders uh, YouTube page, uh, Karen H. And so you can check out more Astor and Orion products. To contact Astor and Orion, just go to their website. Again, AstorandOrion.com. And then check out the bottom of the website to give them a call, email them, or mail them. Thank you for checking out my podcast episode. And I really hope that you get all the furniture needs that you got out of the Mother Earth Minutes. And if you have someone who's in the mood of furniture shopping, point them to this podcast episode. You know, maybe, you know, all the different brands I talked about, you write them down and share them to them. That's totally fine, too. The websites, some of the background info. Um, Maybe you could just uh, let them know to check out this section, you know, the Mother Earth Minute section in the middle to, you know, behold uh, all that uh, is sustainable furniture. I I wanted to um, create one of the best types of podcast episodes um, that I could about uh, so many different companies about uh, PFAS and these chemicals that you don't have to live with. No one should have to, to die by their furniture. And, you know, these furniture companies are getting bigger and bigger by the day. But there are new ones cropping up and they're ones that have all types of great green certifications behind them. And they're reasonably priced. And some of them have financing behind them so you can be able to afford some of these uh, more expensive furniture options and there's some you know type of furniture in everyone's price point in everyone's range nothing is out of reach um I, I tried to make it as wide and varying as I could uh, I, it did go on for a little bit but you know that 20 minutes you know will save you you know thousands of um you know 
dollars maybe because some of the conventional furniture is sometimes more expensive and also it'll add years to your life because you're not soaking up uh, chemically laden conventional furniture that is killing you solely so I uh, thank you for listening and supporting Greener Thoughts and uh, I hope that you you know really share the goodness of Greener Thoughts here and as always that you please take care of yourselves and also the planet See ya.